Welcome back to the Content That Grows podcast. Uh, today, I'm sitting back down with my co-founder, Kevin King. What's up, Kevin? Not much. What's up, Nate? Uh, just ready to dig in on all things measuring content distribution. You know, I think it's going to be a good conversation. I think it's one that um, maybe doesn't get covered as much. You know, there's a lot of people that certainly are out there telling you to distribute content more uh, and some, some good stuff on how to, to distribute content. But um, measuring distribution, I think, is a very real thing for a lot of people, uh, in-house, agencies, all kinds of, of places. So I'm uh, excited to really dig in on that today and kind of build on what we've been covering um, this season with sort of the, the distribution and, and repurposing of content. So um, with that, you know, I think um, I think the general feeling on a lot of this is that there's um, there's not a clear way to do it. And uh, and there's some some challenges that come with that. And so I think what we really wanted to do was spend the bulk of the time kind of going through a number of the challenges that we know of, uh, that we've experienced, uh, the companies we work with have experienced, and uh, go there. And then, you know, towards the end of the episode, kind of shift into um, some of the other stuff with that. So uh, we have, you know, five of the core ones we've kind of prepared for today and, and talked through. And so um, getting started, Kevin, love just have you kind of talk us through the first one, get going. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the first one. I think is definitely one of the most challenging, um, but really that attribution is is really really tough. Very similar to SEO, we talk about that. We've talked about that on previous podcasts, but basically, um, just measuring uh, content distribution can uh, be challenging from an attribution standpoint for a variety of ways, just because of like the lack of maybe. Uh, direct driving direct conversions right like i think that that ultimately at the day that's what people are looking at right so i think that that's it attribution is really tough yeah yeah i i agree i mean i think that's again you know with many things like you said seo or just content in general when there's that um perceived expectation that it should drive direct conversions but makes it very very difficult um and so you know one of the big areas there is uh, just kind of understanding how how that what you're doing with distribution is ultimately playing towards the larger business outcomes that you want. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, and there's just so many channels and so many different ways that people are going to engage with your your content. So um, yeah. it's just hard to really, really directly attribute anything that you're trying to uh, generate from a, a business perspective that's going to ultimately uh, push the needle, but it's it's um, still important to not um, ignore uh, everything that comes along with what you're measuring from an attribution standpoint. So, yeah. um, so uh, moving on to number two, uh, what we have is uh, so uh, audience building. Right, it takes time to build, so uh, that could be pretty uh, challenging for teams to to understand for a while because the results might be pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think there's, uh, we certainly work with a decent number of, you know, seed stage startups that are, you know, doing good things, getting things going, maybe a marketing team of one or two people. Um, but the reality is that the, you know, number of followers that they have on any social channels or the size of their email list or any of that stuff is, is still pretty small. It's getting going and therefore, the distribution, you know, just outright distribution of just sharing in these channels, 
um, doesn't have quite the the reach and impact as it does for larger. I mean, we we're experiencing that for ourselves too. Just coming from larger SaaS companies and places we've worked uh, in, and kind of where we're at now of growing this company, like we're definitely dealing with much smaller numbers as well, and in, in what we're working with. So, I think um, you know, I think uh, there's one important thing that I would add there is. Um, it just, I think, becomes a, a matter of how you're distributing. And so this isn't as much, I guess, of a, a measurement thing, but like um, the the fact that the, it takes a while to build your lists and your audiences like shouldn't dissuade you from doing it. It's just a matter of um, some of the creative ways we've listed out of like more like co-marketing or getting in front of other people's audiences uh, that will just kind of help expand your reach, but then also help you build your audience faster too. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a very real challenge early on to when you're stretched as a team, balancing the bandwidth and who you're, you know, where should I put my time? It can be hard to say, I'm going to put time into content distribution, knowing that the audiences are small. Totally agree. It's a great point. Yep. There's uh, a lot of, um, it can be demoralizing. I mean, I can yeah. know from my personal personal brand building on on social and things of that. But um, you know, consistency is key. We say that when it comes to anything content, um, you got to stick with it um, and don't be discouraged by things that you see out there where people are generating a lot of interest and you haven't gotten there yet because um, it just takes time. Yeah, uh, totally agree. So, so the uh, the third one we have is that basically there's not one perfect tool for measurement. Um, there's so many things, so many tools out there when it comes to distribution. Um, so I'll stop there. Yeah, I think there's, I, this is a big one, uh, for sure. Cause it's, I think you, you look at other things, uh, you know, SEO, like you can pretty well measure most of what you want to measure that's important in search console. You can layer on maybe one additional tool with hrefs or. Uh, SEMrush or anything like that and really have pretty much the breadth of, of what you need there. Um, and I think the distribution side of it just expands so much more to one, what, whatever channels you're using, you know, so there's, uh, say you're, you know, distributing on four or five different social networks and doing quite a bit. That's a lot of data to pull together. Maybe you use something like Sprout Social that pulls all of it in into like uh, aggregated analytics, but, uh, you know, even for us, um, in the efforts that we have for promoting 10 speed, we still have to pull data. Uh, we use like shield for like LinkedIn to be able to at least aggregate the data on multiple LinkedIn profiles into one. Um, so we have to pull all that data. We pull data from Castos on the podcast podcast. Uh, we pull data from YouTube, um, HubSpot for like you know, a lot of the website data, the um, uh, newsletter, email stuff that, that we do there. Uh, and that's, you know, that's even like, I think pretty minimal compared to some larger companies and the the level of distribution that they have. So it's, it is very challenging. There's, there's just a lot to try to pull together. You know, impression doesn't mean the same thing or uh, reach or whatever, like the stats don't combine. Like there's just a lot of factors to it that, uh, that does make it challenging to, to really pull together some good, good data on the content distribution. Yeah, for sure. It's 
um, it's really challenging. It's, it really depends on what you what the tools you're using are, um, and it can get even more challenging because there are tools out there that have their own proprietary calculation. If you're yeah. like plugging in multiple tools that you're distributing content out to, so then you're like, oh well, does that one does that work for me? And it could, but it all depends. I, I don't want to call it one tool specifically, but I've seen that before, and some can be reliable and. Um, maybe that's the way you want to go. But, yeah, the measurement across various tools can be it's really, really tough um, to pull together. Yeah. I think there's, there's like, as much as, um, as much as some people probably would hate to admit it, I think that a lot of marketers thrive on, like, standardization. Um, you know, I think that's been, like, traffic metrics are pretty pretty safe pretty clear there's like you know conversion rate metrics and there's different things you know different aspects of marketing and the marketing disciplines and you know ppc and uh whatever like some of those metrics on um you know cost per lead or whatever like those different things i think people have like good framework and understanding of like yeah here's some of the core metrics you should be tracking for uh this channel or these tactics and um content distribution at, at at a high level, I think just feels much more um, of a mystery or just like what what should be tracked? What are the, the standards? What, how do we look at this? What is good? How do I even know what's good? Um, and it's much harder to compare to others when you're, you're, you're distributing via newsletter and uh, LinkedIn posts and your podcast and someone else has you know, a lot of videos and webinars and, you know, whatever, Twitter and Reddit, and you're like this, you know, apples and oranges, and just, there's so many variables to it. I think just, it definitely makes it pretty tough. Yeah. So it's intimidating. I mean, yep. you, you're pulling together um, a ton of metrics that you're ultimately going to have to explain to, you know, somewhere, somewhere up the ladder, right? That is going to need to understand this in like a really easy to understand way. And it's probably one of the most complex and uh complex way uh, uh, uh ch ways of having to explain what you're doing from a marketing perspective because it's spread out across so many different things yeah. um early on it might not be if you're doing a few different things across various channels but it's yeah it can be intimidating yep uh, sure. so uh moving on to number four we have um uh really predictability and forecasting um a lot of um, other more, let's say, straightforward marketing um, tactics in, can be modeled out, right, in a much more straightforward way. I think when it comes to the distribution aspect of content, it can be really, really tough to, um, to actually put something down on paper to give to the team or, again, up the ladder, up the chain, however you want to say it, um, to um, give them some confidence or idea of where this is going and why we should invest in and in, in distribution. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's, um, it's a really good point because I think from, at least from my experience in working with, you know, CEOs and executives, I think a lot of times the question that they're asking of marketing is like, if, you know, if we double the investment here, what would we get from it? Uh, you know, or if, you know, if we can give you more, I mean, it's not double, but you know, if we can give you more, what should we expect? 
And that makes sense at an executive level that they're trying to understand, you know, whatever, I have $100,000, do I put it into like sales and outbound stuff? Do I put it into product development? Do I put it into marketing? Uh, and so you want to have some idea of that. And I think for a long time, people have had a pretty good way of forecasting that on the paid side, uh, whether that's like paid social or paid search or ABM or whatever. Uh, there's a, you know, it's not as concrete, but we still have a pretty good way of forecasting, uh, you know, organic results and, and SEO and, and some of that stuff. Content distribution is so much harder, you know, like, <laughs> and again, kind of going back to even just like posting on LinkedIn personally, like some things work really, really well and take off and, and get a lot of distribution and and even generate leads and whatever and others kind of just feel like they flop and it's hard to know and so i think that becomes challenging to say because either you're like we're going to distribute into new new like channels the new social network or you know repurpose into videos start building on youtube in which case you don't have a baseline so that's hard to forecast or you're just saying okay, well, we're going to post twice as much on the places we are, but you still don't really know, like, where's the the diminishing returns and, you know, the cap on that and everything. So uh, I agree. I mean, I think it is, it is very, very challenging aspect of this to, from an executive investment, like trying to give them something to work with. There's a lot, a lot to it. Yeah. I mean, it's those dang algorithms. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the um, I, we can talk about about a bunch of social networks specifically from a distribution standpoint, but <clears throat> you're at the mercy of those, and like those are preventing any sense of predictability. Maybe if you can figure out some way within some of these like ecosystems to be able to like, you know see some consistency and build off of that and understand, oh, well, I've been doing this, so we should expect this if we do more of it. But it's still so tough. You know, like we, we've, we've tested so much too, right, from a brand perspective and our personal, uh, personal um, uh, uh, profiles and things like that. And I know I'm speaking really specifically around social, but that's such a big part of content distribution these days. And yeah. Um, and yeah, like there's just so hard, unless you're controlling, you have some sort of control over the distribution channel, right? Like I remember um, we used to syndicate or syndicate content to some extent and get content through um, specific networks that, you know, had audiences that they knew yeah. how big they were and all that, right? Like, and they can yeah. possibly maybe guarantee that you'd get in front of a certain number of eyeballs. So like that gives you a way to model out and predict how far your content's going to go and all that but it's just yeah. yeah it's really tough when um these things are um which is maybe a nice segue to the next but evolving quickly and changing yeah well, i would say you know i think it's even it's yes the algorithms of social networks and some of that is definitely harder um i think even stuff you own like your newsletter list or whatever like say you have a thousand subscribers on your newsletter list and they said okay well if we could invest money and in linkedin ads to get people to sign up for our newsletter you know we have 40 percent open rate and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. even still like you don't know once you like 
you have 40% open rate of people who sort of organically opted into your newsletter. If you go get a bunch of subscribers to your newsletter from ads, there's a decent chance that they're not going to be as qualified. There will be more unsubs. Like the open rate will decline. Like just even modeling something you own and you have your own data on that, like trying to, to grow that I think can be, can be fairly challenging too. Yeah. And you can be certain that, that, that you, they won't necessarily convert directly to a lead yeah, <laughs> and predict definitely. that yeah. um, and go like, yeah, they open our, this money and people open our newsletter. They're going to, go further down our funnel right they're just newsletter signups now but they're going to be this <laughs> can't predict that yeah um, maybe never yeah yeah and they may come back in through some other piece of content that didn't come through the newsletter right so it's crazy um so i, t I mentioned this um in the l last uh challenge but um the last one that we have um talked about or pre-planned is really um the the space i guess for lack of a better word is is evolving really quickly i keep really referring to the social aspect of things but um you know there's new there's new tool there's new tools out there there's new networks out there there's new channels out there pretty frequently and and they're tweaking the, the people that control those the, those businesses are changing those quite frequently i mean yeah. think about where linkedin twitter um, all those were years ago. Those have evolved so much um, in just five years, right? Four years, three years, even um, a couple years. Uh, so yeah, this, uh, leave it at that. The space is evolving quickly. Um, so that makes really measuring success um, uh, very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, that's an area where a lot of people, you know, have sort of that caution of like, building your audience in, in places you don't own, you know, because a hundred thousand followers on any network or whatever may not matter as much if changes to things like substantially decrease the reach you have and even getting in front of your own followers and whatever. So I, I think that's, that's certainly a, a factor and something that you do need to have balanced. Like you can't build on on everyone else's land entirely like you need to have a good balance of your own stuff uh but recognizing that like, those places do offer a ton of reach and be able to get in front of people that you wouldn't otherwise get in front of um but yes i mean i think it's it moves so quickly uh changes happen a lot you know i think the facebook um stuff pr primarily around like the privacy and what that did to advertisers which is not as much um distribution unless you are doing paid distribution uh you know some of that stuff came very abruptly and it kind of rocked a lot of companies especially e-commerce uh companies that were heavily dependent on facebook ads um but you just yeah you just never know it evolves quickly like the amount of um distribution that's happening already on tiktok uh for b2b companies you know growing pretty quickly the number of tiktok videos that are uh, showing up inside of LinkedIn, like being sort of cross-posted there, I think has grown substantially over time and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's just a lot there that, that it definitely makes it a challenge of like this new thing pops up and you have the question of like, should we be there? Is our audience there? Does our audience want our content? Even if they are there, um, you know, just a lot yep. of those questions that come up. 
Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting point, and it, like adds to the complexity and confusing nature of all of this. Like the reposting TikTok's so big now, the reposting of TikTok on Instagram. But like, what if your TikTok videos are more effective on Instagram? Like, how how do you measure? You know, you can measure yeah. that, of course, right? And that can be something that you decide you want to do. But it's just it becomes so so nuanced and so hard to predict. Um, but it, that's uh, part of how the space is evolving quickly. Is like TikTok's new and people are trying new tactics based on that new additional channel um, yep. or network. So. Yep. so the interesting thing I'll say to kind of wrap this portion of it up is we just went through five things that we view as kind of the challenges around measuring content distribution and not a lot of it had to actually do with metrics uh which i think is worth noting you know that it's uh it is a little bit i mean somewhat you know with attribution and a, not one perfect tool for measurement and stuff like that but you know it's it's not just a metrics thing or or like a tooling thing like there's there's some bigger broader things that that make measuring it a little bit more of a challenge even if we still very much believe in the, the power of it. So, um, yeah, so I think with that, I think uh, kind of move on. It would be helpful to kind of go through a couple things that we see or encounter that are like some incorrect assumptions about measuring content or distribution. Yeah, um, definitely. I think there's, I think, three that really come to mind. But ultimately, the big one, which I think is comes up a lot in marketing or when it comes to any marketing tactics, but basically, um, if uh, your distribution methods aren't generating leads or revenue, it's not working. That's a, a, a big thing we've seen for a long time, and it's just not true, um, as we just talked about. It's There's complexities and nuances to how you measure distribution, so that's yeah. one. Um, <clears throat> The, uh, quote unquote vanity metrics, which these have evolved over time, um, but vanity metrics don't matter. Um, I think that that's a really a common and correct assumption, and that's to, like can be a, can be a few things or a variety of things depending on how you define them. Like it could be likes, favorites, depending on the network, right? Um, but uh, these can be important depending on the uh, the the framework or model in which you're measuring your distribution methods, and then. Um, uh, your brand needs a presence everywhere. I do. I feel like this is lower on the list, but still something that we see often. But uh, ultimately, different channels, different networks are more effective for different industries, different businesses. So um, it's just not the case. You don't need to be in the new thing just because it's the new thing. Yeah, that's yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. I think that makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. I think the. Um, vanity metrics thing in and like the lead generation those kind of go hand in hand almost of like in terms of a perspective on what you should be measuring and i think the the thing that we've <laughs> believed for a long time is like one there are no concrete like oh this specific metric is a vanity metric no matter what across every business that's not the case it definitely depends and i think the only time it becomes a vanity metric is when one it doesn't tie to some like influencing some uh larger more effective metric that matters to the business uh and two you're sort of build like the reason it's called vanity is like that you're propping it up and making it seem like a big deal and like 
building that it's a success. And so I think like, you know, total number of likes on your social posts in a month very much can be a vanity metric. If you're like, this is, you know, this is awesome. We have 10,000 likes this month. Uh, and if that's where it stops, then it might be. Yeah. But if it's like, Hey, um, we had 10,000 likes on our posts this month and it increased our distribution this much. And we, you know, gained this many followers in our audience and actually got, you know, a couple people reached out or leads or whatever, like you're sort of tying those things to like, no, it's not just about the likes. Like, I don't care if it's 10,000 or a million, here's like what actually mattered to the business, I think helps a lot. So I don't think it's like, I guess my point is don't run away from things that maybe people have labeled as vanity metrics in the past. Uh, if there's a clear tie to like, if we do this, it's going to help X or Y in the business and, and help grow the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Timely article came out this week from uh, Spark Toro, ran Fishkin around like hard to measure channels. Right. And he yeah. says something that's really to your point. Um, it's similar to what the point you just made, which is that like, you know, you have 10,000 likes and it stops there. It's, you know, that's then vanity. But what he talks about is really just directional lift over the efforts that you're doing from a, a, a marketing perspective or content perspective, which mm -hmm. is, you know, if yes, you are generating 10,000 likes and over time that's very consistent and you are generating more leads and that's lifting and your traffic's going up, then like you can make some really, really strong assumptions, which I know scares marketing leaders to hear assumptions, but um, that things are working the way that you yeah. want them to, right? And if you stopped doing those things, it probably would stop. All, everything else would stop, right? So um, it's really important to think about it th that way. And I think he frames it up really, really nicely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that um, definitely recommend checking out that um, article, which I don't have the title of it handy or at the moment, but um, we can pull that up in just a sec, but um, definitely check it out. I think it was, it was very timely because it came out, you know, just now with uh, uh, us planning to do this and very much validated a lot we're doing. So yeah, it's called how to measure, how to measure quote, hard to measure marketing channels. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, good read and there's some good examples. And we're going to talk in a second about like actual metrics to track and stuff, which I think there's even more detail that he offers in there than what we're going to be able to cover on the, the podcast today. But, um, definitely agree with that. And I, and I wanted to touch on your other point too, that just the brands need to have a presence everywhere. Um, sort of incorrect assumption, I think. We've talked about that decent amount in terms of like distribution strategy and just a number of, of times uh, that it really is about understanding where your audience is, where they're spending time and want to consume the kind of content that you're um, distributing, I think matters greatly. And so again, whether you're marketing team of one or a larger team, like where you spend your time and what you get from spending that time matters you want to be as effective as possible and so um i think uh being willing to to make those decisions and not try to spread yourself thin and be everywhere all at once i think is a is a really really important thing to to factor into how you measure content content distribution so it's not just let's try to be everywhere because that'll make the total numbers bigger 
and and make it seem like it's it's more effective like that's definitely not the way to go yeah i agree and i think like over time the most effective way to approach that specific um kind of like desire has always been to you know start somewhere and just like add more as things work or don't work you know like um uh, i think everyone especially earlier on try to spin up at least something to be everywhere to some extent or try to and um that's just not the case and then even later on they they still do that right like we're like oh let's just keep building these channels up or that or profiles up or whatever but yeah i think yeah. it's it's tail old this time i don't think you need to be everywhere um, yeah. um really just where your audience is yep so uh i hope this hasn't felt too doom and gloom uh so far but i think it's it's helpful to uh one help people understand that if they're feeling this way about some of the measurement of content distribution they're they're not alone like it is definitely a challenging thing and and some validation there um but did want to kind of end on maybe something it's not prescriptive by any means but maybe just a little bit more um directional and in the in what you can be doing to uh, measure some of your content distribution efforts. So, uh, one kind of going back to what we said before about like, there's not a perfect tool. Um, it is going to require some manual consolidation of that. Uh, again, that spark Toro, um, article did, uh, call out that as well. And like give some examples of building in spreadsheet. Uh, the example I gave of how we pull all our data, we compile all of that into a spreadsheet. Um, and, it's just sort of the the reality of that situation right now, um, and so the that is part of it is just know that you'll have to compile data from multiple places into one and find a way to organize it. Um, and so the the few things that we really look at um, that are probably pretty applicable for most businesses, uh, and it may vary. Um, one is obviously impressions, and so the perspective there is like. Um, Again, this is you know almost kind of going back to like old school advertising. Like it's just it's just reach. It's getting your name out there. It's getting in, in as long as you're kind of in the right places, targeting the right audience. You know, you know that you are uh, getting you know growing the number of impressions over time. Um, if you have enough impressions, you could maybe do some math on like you know what would be sort of a, a CPM on an ad buy of like cost per one thousand impressions and understand the value of some of that um reach that you have there but uh at the the basic level i think that's a big one it's just kind of just measuring how much you're getting out in front of people um engagement with your target audience i think is important too you know as you, especially on social some of that like if you're getting a lot of reactions and stuff from just the wrong people uh that's not as valuable as like hey we're going after head of sales at SaaS companies and we have a bunch of head of sales um, commenting on our posts and sharing it and whatever, like that's definitely uh, something worth measuring and understanding is that engagement with your target audience. Um, probably a little bit older uh, and like been around for a while, but still I think very effective is sort of whether you combine it or split it out, uh, I've seen both ways, branded organic queries. Uh, so people that are specifically searching uh, your brand name or, or iterations of your brand name uh, and direct traffic, um, I think are two that, you know, you will want to see growing over time. They, It's not a, a fast uh, lift typically, 
but um, something you want to see. And then lastly, sort of um, email subscribers and total audience growth are two that I put in. So obviously email subscribers or anything else like that, that you sort of own that, that aspect of it and you're growing uh, your own list is important, but then also, um, you know, whether it's followers on your LinkedIn page or whatever it may be, just sort of like, how is your total audience growing with podcast subscribers, uh, any of that kind of stuff. So uh, I think those that's kind of four areas that uh, we look to. We've seen a number of SaaS companies kind of measure in those areas because it kind of gives you like, what's the total reach? How are we getting in front of people? Uh, some positive signals that we're getting in front of the right people by the engagement with target audience. Um, some of the more traffic lift, like we're actually getting people to the site uh, and, and engaging with us there. And then sort of your like owned and and not owned uh, audience growth um, that you have there. So that's kind of my my thoughts on that at the moment. Yeah, I agree. The, two, the one I, like, I want to call back to though is just impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think historically, well, I'll step, take a step back and say that these many of these we report on when it comes to our, our content efforts, which is um, really uh, I, not maybe just shows that that's important, but like we have a way that we have built to make sure that I think people can understand that businesses can understand that um, these few metrics are actually pushing the needle in the right direction. Impressions being one of them, especially the branded ones. Um, and the one thing that I'd love to just like add on that is like, if you're building irrelevant content, then of course impressions don't matter because their impressions are just eyeballs, right? They don't, they're not doing yes. anything other than seeing something, whether what, regardless of the platform. But if you are building targeted content, then impressions really matter. <laughs> like yeah. they do as, and yeah. especially growing them and compounding them over time. So, um, I know in search impressions mean maybe they're not on your content's not on the first page, right? But, it, they could be at some point and they're moving in that direction. So it's like, we have to, we have to understand that and monitor that and um, communicate the importance of it because at some point those impressions can turn into clicks and traffic and all those things. So mm-hmm. I just need, I, I'm a big impressions fan. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I think it's good to understand that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think um, I still have this distinct memory because I tracked uh, total organic impressions and blog specific organic impressions uh, at Sprout for a number of years. And I remember that um, it got noticed um, by some folks when we hit like pretty consistently start hitting a million imp- organic impressions a month um, of kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, you know, not that it was sudden cause it was climbing there, but like just hits that and you're like, okay, that's a, that's a million impressions per month. Like we're coming up, like that's pretty substantial. And then, you know, sure enough, keep going with that. And eventually you know, it became, you know, a million visits, organic visits a month, you know, and then you're like, uh, you know, like that, that does become substantial, but there's sort of that leading indicator, you know, particularly with, with, uh, organic search that you're like, okay, you know, we're, we're showing up, we're getting there, we're getting in front of people, even if they didn't click on our result, like, you know, we're showing up and I'm not, I'm not here to, to try to put a quantified, uh, value on, you know, organic search impression. But I do, I just remember that stands out to me as something I remember being like impressions were notable, uh, and, and taken seriously, you know, in some cases. So I think it's, it's a, it's a good thing to be looking at over time. 
when uh, when your Google Search Console, when when you're collecting so many impressions, and Google Search Console starts to load slowly when you compare data, <laughs> yeah, and it's relevant, that means you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, still frustrating, but it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it takes longer to takes longer to pull reporting, but it's yeah. it's still it's a meaningful signal. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think this has been been uh, you know great conversation for. Um, this topic of measuring content distribution, I think in many ways still very early in a space that's, as we said, sort of dealing with uh, things that evolve quickly and how do you kind of measure all that and then also just different for everybody. Um, so I think don't, you know, don't be discouraged. Uh, I think as much as you can build a case uh, around um, some of these uh, metrics we did just talk about and uh, understanding how that's changing over time. Uh, and most things you should be able to go pretty far back and pull it. So if you don't have them, go pull back as far as you can. So you really can be able to see, you know, year over year growth, uh, sooner than later and, uh, be able to kind of, uh, use some of that to, to guide some of your decisions. So if you like this episode and you want to check out more, be sure to visit, uh, 10speed.io slash podcast, where we have all prior episodes, uh, audio and video versions on our site. Uh, you can also uh, sign up to be notified when new episodes drop there. Um, and as well, just feel free to subscribe to our podcast on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you might be listening to podcast. Uh, but yeah, this has been great. Thanks a lot, Kevin. It's a good conversation. Yeah. Thanks, Nate.